1: To another exciting episode of the Click Nations Cumber Chronicles. <laughs> oh man, extended nice! I am your <laughs> host, Rodycat. You can find me at Rodycat on Twitter. You can also find me on News Nurse Need on Twitter, and you can also find me um, CB Caps Instagram. And with me tonight, as he is most nice, and I appreciate him for everything he is, we have the man behind the soundboard, Underscore 70
0: What's up, everybody?
1: <laughs> Shocked, he, he didn't give himself his own intro this week. <laughs> nah. But you can, you can find him at Underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. As well as you can find out other co hosts who could not be here tonight, uh, PCN underscore dirt. You can find him at that uh, handle on Twitter. You can also find him at Pop Net on Twitter and I Need, well, excuse me, Pop and I Need Comics.com. And of our other host Tim Dad 98, aka Tim D O G G 98, on Twitter. The Click Nation on Twitter That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N And also the CB Cron Twitter account And you can also find him at TheClickNation.com And you can go over to uh, Comic Book Resources to find him where he's Doing all bunches of lovely writings And stuff, he's been busy over there lately And as always, you can find this podcast On the CSPN network, that's the CSPN.us do it today. Where you can find this this program and a, a bunch of other podcasts of Perus and They've been adding a bunches. Uh, but you can also subscribe to this podcast on Google Play and Apple iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts. And, of course, you can go to the, sound, uh, the Close Slither Podcast Network's SoundCloud page and subscribe to that where you can find uh, this and all the other podcasts. Last but not least, you can go to shop.cspn.us and get some merch from this here uh, program and other programs on CSPN. You know, you can help us uh, help us keep this this uh, train up floating. Or right, well, Absolutely. trains don't float, but you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. All right. So tonight, as we do most nights, um, we are going to start off with the comic books of the week and. I think it was pretty much a no-brainer as the one we were going to start with. And that is the elephant in the room, Heroes in Crisis number one. Heroes in Crisis. Yes, because uh, as a potential uh, title for this show, Another Day, Another Crisis. Mm Mm-hmm. So this one actually, so. um, Let's start with the
0: premise. Yes. So this one is, um, yeah, matter of fact, you go ahead and do that. Okay. So the premise of this book is that something is happening out in the middle of nowhere where unbeknownst to all of DC Comics fandom and readership, something existed. Something that's meant to cater to um, the well-being of heroes and villains alike.
1: Yes. Uh, the, the the mental health of said uh, hero mostly. Well, I would say mostly heroes cause that's why it... I said. Well, right. oh,
0: okay. I, I was going to say that's why I kept it as well being because I sure. think it's more than just the mental, but I think that's the majority of it. Yes, because uh, given
1: where it is, which at first I was when at first I was thinking, um, wait, given where this is, this looks like a familiar uh, place background in Superman's life. Which could be somewhere near there, we don't know. But, mm-hmm. you know, once, the, um, once this started looking around, I'm like, okay, maybe this is not where I thought it was. Or maybe it is and they just haven't said, because obviously they haven't said where it is, and it would make sense that it would be here. Because that would be in the middle of nowhere. Um, right. But, yeah, this is... This, at first, I was thinking, okay, well, this is Arkham for, for uh, superheroes. Oh, it's and... in Nebraska. That's where it is. Okay, so not that far off, but sure. Hmm. Wait, where is uh, Smallville supposed to be? Kansas. Okay, that's what I thought. So, yeah, like I said, not that far off. Um, actually, I'm kind of surprised I didn't put it in the Dakotas, because I can't imagine anything being there. No. Uh, shout out to anybody from the Dakotas, because I don't know. I don't... <laughs> You never hear about anything from there, and that's what worries me. Anyhow, um, but yeah, so this place is supposed to be for that, and it has robotic guards using Krypton Krypton, um, uh, technology, but also, apparently, as they said, the wills of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, or the the wills and compassions and all that of uh, Superman, Batman, the Trinity. You know them. You love them. But... Uh, with such things happen, there's there's a problem, and apparently somebody knew, found out about this place and started killing a bunch of heroes who were there. Spoiler alert, <laughs> <laughs> including a couple of actual. Now, so so when they first started going through that part, so I guess I guess we should go back to the beginning because we really start off with the meeting of two hero, well, a hero and an anti-hero, aka or sometimes <laughs> villain. Mm-hmm. in the names of Booster Gold and Harley Quinn who meet at this diner and then everything seems to be going alright and Harley makes this one comment about um, a reference that she normally uses which I thought looked well played, that's pretty good mm-hmm. and then she starts going off on Booster Gold, which a lot of people have been wanting to do him in <laughs> and she's one. she's the one actually doing it so far so they're going right. through their motions and they take the fight outside for you know, for obvious reasons.
0: And right. Then... It's just weird to see uh a Harley kind of going off like that. Like right. you would think that this would be a very one sided uh affair in terms of uh, battle, but uh Harley's a stable, stick knife, but... a butter knife right. from the China exactly. seems to be uh, fairly Powerful when well, put and, up against Booster's
1: armor. Which, I thought that was well, yeah, and I thought that was. too, so I don't think so because like, pres- pres- presumably he's supposed to be like relatively strong. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean he has invulnerable skin. That like, like you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I I don't know. And he is from the future, and I don't know. Well, I suppose yeah, he is from the future. So,
0: but I just thought the suit was armored. I could be, you know, like I could just be mixing maybe one time matching versions.
1: Yeah, maybe one time it was. Yeah. But yeah, as far as I remember, it was just tights. Uh, but gotcha. It's booster gold. Who who kinda of really cares at this point? Um right. kinda of surprises that he's actually still around, but or that that may be changing in the next couple of issues, we still don't know.
0: So ultimately we have, you know, we have this face-off between Harley Quinn and Booster Gold, but then we switch immediately to mm-hmm. um the uh, the Justice League Trinity yes. of Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. And we have their approach to the sanctuary and uh, a little bit of backstory when it comes to some of the spoiler alert casualties that they come across. Yes. So including uh, in, including.
1: So here's the thing about this one. Because I was like, okay, um, all of these people so far, because like I said, I have my expectations of who who's gonna buy it. And if you read that DC uh, Nation number four, which I was going to pull up a thing of that, on the cover, which I think was kind of a swerve, or it could be, I don't know. Because uh, it said something, basically the cover was like, in 21 days, one of these four people will die. Mm-hmm. What it did neglect, even in reading in there, was that
0: there was going to be a whole bunch of other deaths. Right. So we're talking about on the DC Nation cover, I'm holding it up for the people at home. There we go. Yeah. Uh, on video, who were watching over YouTube? R- you know, remember theclicknation.com uh, dot forward slash live, mm-hmm. um, which I actually g-
1: one of them. I mean, technically, actually, th- th- it still holds true. Not I'm, th- not I'm looking at the cover again, right? Because one of those people actually does die, but he is not the only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, as our friend Matt Wang has said on Twitter, this is a sad day for the t- Titans. Which my personal thing was like I did not expect him to, now. Okay, let me go ahead and say it. Spoiler alert, folks. Hold on. So the two quote unquote well the two more major deaths that we found out in this issue are Wally West, the Flash, and that's O G Wally West, uh, and Arsenal.
0: Hmm. Roy, Roy
1: Harper. Roy, Roy Harper. Yes. Um. So I was my my thought was wait. I didn't think they would kill Roy because he's... Well, actually, no, i take that back. I th- did think they would probably kill Roy because I don't think he's died. Or if mm-hmm. he has died, but he's he's putting himself in enough danger to die and with his drug problems and all that kind of good mess. Right. Um, but Wally has died before. So I was thinking, well, they wouldn't kill him because he's already... matter of fact, he just relatively recently came back. Right. You know, given rebirth and whatnot. But apparently... Or at least as we know now, yeah, he's, they are both gone. So that's right. two Titans. Down, that's which, what it
0: appears to be.
1: Yes, exactly. So that, and that's why I say that like that, because it's like, well, it sounds like those, those, it has been confirmed for, uh, it may or may not have been confirmed that those are, they, they are actually gone. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like I said, we still don't know because it's the first issue and anything can happen at this point. Um nevertheless the other heroes that get found I don't know anything about those people or and or I guess there was a villain in there I'm not even sure if that person who then again I don't know who any of those other four people who were so I'm like okay if this is all that's gonna be then these, this is nothing like okay let's get to the and then that's when we find out that <laughs> that Wally and Arsenal are dead mm-hmm. I, I'm curious if we get to find out I'm pretty sure that's probably gonna happen is we get to find out how they died Because the mystery still solves, I mean, still kind of goes on to the fact who did it. And at the end of this issue, there's a mention being said that it could be one of the two people that we talked about that started fighting prior to finding all this out. Um, Because you think it goes one way, and apparently this person's like, no, it wasn't me. It was you. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. So. We still going to get into what that's about. No, it should be noted. This is being what this is Tom King writing this, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, we can expect. I would like to believe we may may not expect a, a swerve coming on in here at, at some point within the next few issues. But I, I don't I don't want to say that for certain. But what we do know is that we're this. This was an interesting book to read this week.
0: Yeah. um... Just wanted to make a note of uh, the art on the book. It's Clay Man. Yes, it's probably some of the more detailed work that he's done. I think he benefits from um, an embellisher, and, uh, aka an inker that's really heavy on the ink mm. and uh, colorists that are doing a lot of uh, depth or who are adding a lot of depth to the colors. So some some heavy lifting, lifting as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you, you're absolutely right about that because, you know, like I said, the art is great. You know, just it's some really good, clean stuff, and yeah, the, the colors are definitely making everything pop, pop, pop. Definitely. Um, so,
0: are you willing to come back for a second try? Yes, like a second issue.
1: In fact, I almost subscribed to this home comiXology for but I said I want to. I just want to before because I've read this using our, our review copy, which mm-hmm. tend to. Sometimes talk about what we don't always For reasons So yeah Definitely and to hear As far as I know that this is going to be contained And not going to be tied over into any of the books As far as I know That makes me kind of want to do this gotcha. Plus you know just I got to find out where this goes So Because mm-hmm. I, have, I have a feeling we may possibly be Talking about this one pretty, pretty nicely At the end of the year Alright um, but yeah, so, good. I, I would argue strong start to, to this event, which granted in, in this year of, um, or in the past few years of, uh, event fatigue, thankfully mm-hmm. there's still a couple of them that kind of deliver, know, deliver pretty nicely. Yeah. Or at least let as far as this, we know on this one, it starts off, <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, it's going to deliver. So, so we'll find out in the next three months. Did, we did wait is this this is gonna be weekly or just a monthly, right? I think it's uh, monthly. Not sure. I think it's monthly. Uh we have there's some there's a couple of news articles about it, so we 'cause we'll we'll get to that later. But anyway, that being said, yeah, that's Heroes in Crisis number one. I it's prob might be worth looking at you should not need any prior reading towards this. Apparently from what uh Tim said that the only thing that might be of mystery is that of Sanctuary and you were saying that um if, if you read a couple of issues of Batman, it kind of gets mentioned there, but nowhere else. So, or if you want to get that DC Nation issue, is free. You know, I don't know. It, it won't really tell you that much more about it than than what you're going to read here, but it'll give you some background on some of the players. Absolutely. Or the Slayes I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let us move on, sir. Because yeah, we think we may have exhausted that. I would have been, I would have loved to get uh, to, to to have Doug and uh, Tim on this to see what they actually thought.
0: Yeah, I agree. But President Bartlett says, "What's
1: next?" Exactly. So we, I guess we can get to the other. Oh yes, there's definitely another one that you and I both read that I want to talk about who I thought it was pretty good. But before that, let's go ahead and get to the other, or I should say, one of the other big um, books of the week. And that would be Spider Get number zero. I'll say one of the one of the event type books. Okay. Yeah. So, folks, another year, another, another spider verse. Actually, non and the it's not like they happen that often. <laughs> I hope oh, they don't do that. Um. But Spider Geton Zero is now here. Thank you, G Force. I don't really need that right now. And if you've played Marvel's, uh, the PS4 Spider-Man game that just came out, and if you have a PS4 and you, um, you're you a comics fan, even if you're not, it's a good action game. Maybe want to try to play it. It's pretty good. That being said, that version of Spider-Man comes into the uh, multiverse, a.k.a. the Spider-Verse.
0: Straight, so what? straight out of, straight <laughs> out of the, the video games, into the comics. Exactly. The video games are apparently Earth. Where did it go? It's like, still... yeah, you know, it's just what was it, it sixteen hundred something.
1: Uh, there was something. Oh, no. ten forty eight. Ten forty eight. Yeah, there we go. Which I feel like there, there might be another meaning behind that one, but I don't. I don't want to read too much into mm-hmm. it. Regardless, I think they just throw a dart at the board. Um. So yes, the Spider-Man of this Earth ten forty eight is met by none other than the uh, excuse me the um, superior Spider-Man. Yes. If, if this sounds familiar <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, is is met by a um is that my auto Octavius. Which and if you did not know this world has an auto octavius, however well, at let's put it this way, at the beginning of the game he has not met with what we would classically know auto octavius to be. And apparently somewhere during the story, which I haven't gotten to yet, something happens to where uh something something happens to that this this earth's auto Uh, octavius that doesn't really play that much part of this but they do end up talking about it because they're talking about well each other's different earths basically so octavius is from i mean spider um superior spider-man is from 616 and he's here to collect um this spider-man because of a coming spider-geddon which by the way spoiler alert um this earth's spider-man names (laughs) spider-geddon Which, that's not that much of a spoiler, but it is, I guess it is, if you plan on reading it. Say it again. I said, it again. this Earth's, aka 1048's uh, Earth, pins the name Spider Gettin'. Oh,
0: well, that's right. Yes.
1: Which we thought would have already had been done by now, by by somebody, but apparently it had not at the time this, this came about, so go figure. But, um... We end up seeing th- this version of the world's tar- tarantula, which I don't think I'm fairly certain did not show up in the game. And so this is very new to that universe anyway. If they plan on doing anything else in that said universe, like another game, which I sound like they might possibly could be,
0: we don't know. Yet. I thought it was, I was about to say, I thought that I thought this version of the tar- tarantula was pretty funny. Yeah. You know, I haven't grown up with the uh, pointy toad version for such a long time.
1: I know, right? This is actually more of a, if you, Basically, if you cross Superior Spider-Man with that, with this Earth's Spider-Man, you would get Tarantula, but you would mm. actually have to know what this Earth's uh, Spider-Man is like. Which relatively, he's kind of like the other ones, but he's got a little bit more tech on the side, including some sure. tech similar to Superior Spider-Man. So, but as he says in here, not that you know, not as good, because basically this is so this version of Peter is. Um, if you did not know, well, up until a certain part of the game worked for Otto Octavius, but that got taken away because of, thanks to the mayor who was Norman Osborn, Mm. uh, that kind of got taken, taken from under them. But I believe it sounds like, uh, Doc Ock may have, may or may not have kept going with his experiments and something bad happens along the lines of what would classically, classically happen. Now, that is also to say, because so apparently, it's from what, at least from what I've played so far, some things don't happen the way, they, the way you, you think they normally would in the, class, the classic. Which is great, because so the whole thing about the video game version is, like, it's out of canon, but apparently it is now. It's in canon now. And that they would, so that would allow them to do stories that are, you know, that just a standalone story in, you know, with this, whatever universe, you know, with, and they could just play around with it, which is why we have Norma Osborne as the mayor, you know, Spidey and Dr. Octavius working together. Uh, Peter and MJ kind of on the outs, but getting back together during the course of the story, that kind of thing. So, and some of that kind of plays, plays into the story. Because, like I said, this seems to be taking place after the events of the the video game. That should also be worth noting. Which, about, which okay. I will say it again. Good game. Check it out if you if you have the means to. Um, but yeah, so back to the story though. Like I said, this, the main thing is basically Ark in in this version of Pete meeting. And there's, and if you're wondering, Miles Morales is in this universe, and at the end of the game, I believe he does end up getting his powers, but he is not suited up because I think they're maybe saving that for something else. Because they, which is why they in this in the course of this uh, story, it gets brought up that you know, it's like, wait, hey, he has powers, he should he should come along and help, and Pete's like, nope, he's not ready yet. So that's what justifies that. Overall all right. Yeah, overall Spider-Man number 0 was pretty good, especially including and especially if you've played the video game.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I think I'm shortchanging myself by not having played that game yet, so Yeah. I could very easily understand where the writing was going and how they were going to have this particular version of Spider-Man at least uh call an uneasy truce with another world's Doc Ock as they're making their way through the subway train that uh, I guess at some point they had all written on, so. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think it's also
1: also worth noting, also, I think I'm fairly certain Crystal's gauge, and maybe Clayton Cray, oh no, I know Crystal's gauge may have worked on the writing of the video game also, which, so that would make him quite knowledgeable on the events of both. Um, Okay. There was something else I was going to say, but yeah, so, no, oh yeah, that was the part that kind of was weird to me because Superior Spider says when he's talking to, um, when he's talking to, to Peter, uh, about,
0: so what the video game, Peter,
1: yes, video game, Peter, um, <laughs> um, it's the only way to keep them differentiated. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Cause yeah, that's going to be a whole mess getting into this whole event, but, um, but yeah, so they were talking to each other about, you know, each basically the the their counterparts in the other world, and and Octavius wanted to see what happened to to this version, the video game version of Octavius, which uh, Peter showed him, and he made a mention of, uh, basically something like, yeah, because there was a whole, um, I'm trying to get my thoughts to go. Sorry, of Peter saying that, well, of course. This version of Superior Spider-Man would be what Doc Ock would be if things hadn't happened the way they were, and Doc was like, and and Superior Spider-Man was like, basically saying, "Like, yeah, I wouldn't, would, or something like that shouldn't have, um, yeah, I'm looking for things that you know that wouldn't happen to me like that." So, but at the same time, like, well, this is Doc Ock, so it has happened to him to a point, so. I would have to look it up, and I'm not going to do it because it took too much time. Regardless, it was like he was basically making it like he never had something like this happen to him, which he kind of did because that's how he became Dr. Ark in the first place before his redemption arc or whatever you want to call it. So I don't know. It was just weird that you get to read it and you'll see what I'm talking about. So now we can go ahead and move on to something else.
0: I was going to say, let me just uh, wrap. The spider corner of the Marvel U. Oh, go for it. i just get a bunch of these all in at once. It's, there kind, is of a, Edge of it's kind of a
1: spider rapid fire.
0: Ah, I need to uh, pull down the sound for pew, 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 or right. pew, pew, you know, like something that, that sounds like web shooting. Um, yeah. So, Edge of Spider Verse number four, just to wrap the other issue comic that's out this week that's related to this event. Um, it details um, uh. A reality where norman osborn and this is actually pretty spoilerific norman osborn has gained uh multiple arms and the powers of spider um peter parker uh, may have met a tragic ending and harry osborn takes up the mantle of a goblin against his father and it's all very very interesting and very entertaining so i give edge of spider-verse number four a lot of credit Hmm. Uh, let's see Um, so we got Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man number 6 so this was Nick Spencer reuniting the deadliest foes of Spider-Man oh nice so I don't know if you ever got, got around to catching up to this
1: not fully I think I read it like the first issue or two
0: right so this was actually a very entertaining comic um it's well written there's a lot of um well-timed and you know you give uh, umberto ramos who's doing the art on this issue as well as there's another artist that's sharing the actually no it is all umberto ramos um i thought there was another artist in the midst of this that i uh, did a bit of guesswork but it, it's all ramos and um there's a couple of laugh out loud sequences in this so that that's a that says a lot um, Spencer really seems to dig uh spider man and at some point you know we're really going to see him get put get put through the ringer, but in the meantime it's all very uh you know it's it's done to a lot of comedic effect um let's see I mentioned the superior foes reunion and um Ultimately, you know, we have, you know, it's a a, a somewhat of a cliffhanger uh, issue where um, Spider-Man and uh, in his guise as uh, the liar, you know, that's his alter ego in this. It's it's, it's pretty funny because he's tagging along with Boomerang. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the new status quo in the Amazing Spidey books. But Boomerang has a particular... Uh, role to play in the day to day life, of Peter Parker.
1: I do know about that part. Um,
0: okay, yeah. The, so they're, they're roomies. No surprise there, right? No surprise there. Then that uh, uh, boomerang is playing a pretty big role in this. Um, yeah, this one is pretty well written. Uh, you, you think going into this that Ramos's art would be as kinetic and as frenetic as usual, and it is. But the writing is spot on and definitely filled with a lot of wit. And uh, I really enjoyed reading this issue. Um, Although my favorite issue of Spider-Man related titles this week has to go to Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number 310. And this is Chip Zdarsky's last issue on the Spectacular Spider-Man book. And he actually does both uh, script and art and it's uh it's 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 well done you know the the crux of the story is that there's a documentarian uh producing a documentary on Spider man and is doing a men on the street type uh, or woman on the street type of interviews to help uh, populate the film and um you know we're told some various points of view and uh, a pretty sad story involving uh, Spidey and one of the uh, folks who decides to give you know, the briefest of interviews to uh, the documentary filmmakers. So um, that's pretty much it. It was a pretty emotional issue. pretty effective. It, it gets you back to the root of what Spider-Man is. Um, it's definitely a potential click of the week candidate for me as was Amazing Spider-Man number six. So uh, that wraps up our uh, Spider-Man corner of the Combo Chronicles this week. Some would say the Spider-Verse. Ah! Yeah. yeah. All right. I should get the...
1: I know, right? Or something for... Yeah, yeah, that would be perfect. Um, Actually, you can take parts of that one and kind of cut it up with something. I may already have that, actually. But until we get that squared out, uh, let us move on to... And let's see, we both uh, read a lot of books similarly. But I'm going to divert and give you a second and bring up. Um...
0: Well, you read a lot of different books. I read like the, the Spidey books are all related. You have a bunch of different stuff out there. I think the only other book that we have in common is Marvel 2 and 1.
1: Nope. Black oh, Panther. Black. Yeah. But again, we'll get to those. So I, let me do one or two books here. Um, and I wanted to say, so I guess, wait, did you read Extermination? Mm-mm. Okay. To it. Well, then, uh, actually, that this will round out the events, uh, and I'll bring that one up real quick, and without spoiling it, um, oh, the actual spoiler would be some things happened, but <laughs> that's not saying a whole lot. So, but we already know at this point. Uh, so, all the players are pretty much in the game, and I think they and they have split up everybody. Uh, they split, excuse me, specifically the young uh, time displaced X, the uh, original X Men. Uh, into different groups to, for their protection which not really going that well hmm. um, we find out why uh, young Jean Greasy uh, wanted to go with X-Force and as X-Forces want to do we know what they're after uh, based on the events of uh, the last couple of issues or whatever issue Cable died in so uh, take that for what you know it to be if you know oh. much about the X-Force uh, and like I said, Ahab plays his cards in the form of sleeper sleeper mutants. Apparently, we finally figure out, or at least I finally figure out, what in the world those two creepy kids were uh, were about. Okay, uh, which plays into what Ahab was planning. Because I did 'cause like this is my first time. I have not been keeping up with the X books, so I don't I have not known who in the world these kids were. But we we'll kind of figure that out. There you go. Which I'm sure there's probably somewhere some you know whoever like Tim or somebody who reading the Xbox this this information kind of came up probably either came up or was been alluded to already um, oh yeah and let's see um, there's something that happens with the Hanks they, they both either you know either get actually one Hank we don't know what is happened to him what's going to happen to him but we also but um, and another Hank um, gets uh, gets uh, gets taken. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there we go. Spoiler alert. So that's the thing, and all that's kind of it is what it is. And, and that, um, it's leading somewhere. We know that we know that for a fact. But where? <laughs> Who knows? Um, and actually, I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way since we're actually talking about mutants. Uh, Domino Annual Number One. And as I say in my notes, it's basically a, a day in the life of Domino with a couple of flashbacks for good measure. One, particularly in how she met um, Outlaw or how she okay. and, how she and Diamondback specifically met uh, Met uh, Outlaw. And then you kind of cut to kind of her going through her day trying to get to this one event that she had to get to um, uh, later on that night when she's basically doing a couple of jobs in the midst of uh, doing this, and so there's another little short story with her and Cable, or dealing with her and Cable. There's one with her and um, her and Colossus, who used to be a thing, apparently. I did not know that. Um, They were a thing not that long ago. Right. So, that got brought up. Um, And uh, the other one is basically a job that she did, and then the, the event that she goes to or that she decides to go to dealing with uh, mutants, and um, it's basically a support group. Let's put it that way. That she and Nightcrawler started. So
0: you mean a sanctuary? Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Doesn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but just a support group that uh, that has a meeting. That um, that's interesting. So. But yeah, that was a, it was a pretty good uh, annual. The, it, part of it kind of messed with me for a second because you weren't really sure where this takes place and you couldn't find out it takes place after the last arc finishes or this, this past arc that just finished. Because she said something here that was like, well, wait, wait, about not being able to control her powers, but she kind of got to that point during the course of this arc. So, I don't know. That part didn't make any sense, but probably, in the long-scan stream of things, it's probably nothing. But yeah, you should check it out. That Domino book is actually pretty decent. I've been enjoying it so far. Okay. Um, anything related? Anything what? X related? I do not have anything else X related. No. All right.
0: Um, um. Yeah, it looks like you've got a bunch of books that you maybe want to hit get to, and then I'll cover the last two that I have that I have in common with you actually in Rapid Fire.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and actually a few of these books can go Rapid Fire and that. Um, so unless you want to go ahead and spin it up now. I'll spin it up. Here it goes. And we jump back to the uh, DC corner with Justice League Odyssey number one. Uh, so we find one Jessica Cruz again. I think this one may may not benefit from knowing what's been going on in the other books because we already know that they they've kind of broken off into teams and this and, that and the other. And we knew this book was coming, but you know uh, some of this would would need some um, prior reading or it may or may not need some prior reading. I am not sure. Regardless, we find one Jessica Cruz in uh, near the. Um, near the neutral zone as i want to call it uh where apparently above a bunch of systems or galaxies just got that were previously hidden
0: where the klingons the kree the souls and the no i'm kidding (laughs) so no
1: right hey i'll get to another book that does have some klingons um but not right now so some so some galaxies or systems that were previously hidden or shrunk or something popped up, I guess, after the source wall or something. I'm not really sure. And there's so and there's some there's uh, so they got cordoned off by the guardians uh, for, of the not of the galaxy, but from the uh, Green Lanterns' fame uh, frame, for some odd reason, because there's some things in there that they don't want people to be running into. Uh, which leads them to have a lantern on guard, and that's why just cruises out there who apparently volunteered for it. Um, and she's kind of guarding the line to keep people from going through to get into this to that area um enter cyborgs starfire and one Azrael in a brainiac ship for some reason who break through the line and just recruits chases them out before figuring out who they find up on the They end up on this planet and they run up upon the kid of a person of a bad of a bad guy who has died if you're reading the the rest of the justice league books i would imagine this person pops up Mm. so you kind of already know who it is even with what i'm saying and apparently this person called to these uh to to those three people outside of um uh jessica cruz and apparently called them because these people are being worshipped as gods in this area that is previously unknown and there's also some old danger that's floating around there somewhere that may need to be taken care of. So that's pretty much the gist of that. Like, Cyborg was kind of like, well, you know what? We're the Justice League. We, we go out into space and we screw stuff up, but we never fix it. So that was part of his reason for coming out of here and, you know, with uh, Starfire. And they were kind of saying they were hearing voices, which, again, at the end of the issue, we find out whose voice that was they were hearing for various reasons. Mm hmm. Um, Astral was hearing his volume voice, I think. So, well, then I think that's just kind of a normal thing because editorial he's crazy. So, but yeah, I don't know. I may or may not stick with this, but I was curious as to what was going on. There was like I said, some prior knowledge to what's going on, large, you know, with, uh, I guess, spreading out of Dark Ice Metal and what's been going on with, uh, the, you know, I guess, No Justice and that kind of stuff may be required hmm. before reading. Or at this. least, yeah, maybe it, may, it would be, be helpful. Yes. But, um, they kind of go through some stuff, you know, in the the course of this, but just glossily. Anyway, it's probably rapid fire. Um, Star Trek versus Transformers number one. So, as I say in my notes, update your Star Trek crossover bingo cards, folks, because they they, they cross over a lot. This one has the crew of uh, Star Trek, excuse me, not the next generation, but the animated series. Version of the Enterprise crew end up on this near the Klingon border, uh, where they've been getting these distress signals. Uh, they run across Decepticons and be like, "Wait a minute! These are old Earth vehicles. What in the world are they doing here?" And then they run across Optimus Prime, who shows up, and Kirk shoots uh, shoots first because he shoots um shoots uh, Optimus Prime uh. in, in his truck form. Because he was like, "What in the world is this? There's no one driving. Oh my God, what's going on here?" Mind you, they're in the twenty what, second century. I don't know. Regardless, <laughs> uh, that happens. So yeah, so the crew of the Enterprise meets um, some Autobots and some Decepticons, and in fact, run across more Autobots at the end of the uh, in the end of the issue. Okay, so it's it's interesting. This one, like, there's all these, they, there's a bunch of these crossovers and the novelty of them could wear thin after a while. This one starting off amusingly enough cuz again, this is probably maybe the first time. Actually, may not be the first time. I don't know. They've done so many of these crossovers that the TES crew uh gets a book.
0: Alrighty, right. You've so, got two okay. more before we get to the two books we have left in common.
1: Yep, yep. Um wait, did you wait, did you not read uh, Marvel 2 in one? I did. Okay, okay never mind. I'm counting Black yeah, Panther, you and Marvel two up, and one. Right. So, uh, Titan number twenty six. Um, the Titans fall into a trap by the blood clot. The blood clot. Blood cult. Blood clot. <laughs> blood,
0: blood. blood clot. Stop the
1: blood clot. Stop the blood. Oh man, there's this, there's this video I gotta send you. You may have already seen it, but anyway, that's all. The, what, oh, we're gonna
0: we're gonna bust out an Amon uh, skit
1: here. Okay. Oh, no. Moving <laughs> Uh, So yeah, so the the Titans fall into a trap because the Blood Cults have been gathering source energy and they killed a bunch of people and they've been using that said energy to do their dirty work. Uh, The Titans run across this and they deal with it with the help of Ben Rubel or Rubel, I don't know, um, who has been bumping heads with steel during the course of this whole issue because, you know, the smartest gotta, gotta fight between each other, whatever. And of course, in true Young Justice fashion... Uh, during the course of this mission, Miss Marvel's quote-unquote secret um, comes out, but nobody sees it. Nobody sees it except for Ben Rubel, who says he's going to keep her secret. Or at least the one secret that, you know, if you've watched Young Justice, you know she had. But she's also holding another secret from the team that they, no one knows about yet, but imagine that's going to come out at some point. We don't know, even if it's going to be a thing. But that's that. Um... Oh, and Donna Troy's drinking again. So, yeah, go figure. Oi. Yeah. Uh, Man-eaters, number one. Oh, uh, here she comes. I know, right? Should have had that on deck. Oh, <laughs> I should have. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, that's fine. I, did, so, I guess you didn't get a chance to read this. Cause, no. Yeah. So, this is the new book from Chelsea Kane, writer of... Um, of mockingbird should have been a writer of vision we got news on that front uh later Mm -hmm. on but this is her new book from image in that actually i had covers i don't know why i didn't do covers but whatever doesn't matter so in this world the possible cause for a crazy cat lady turns girls and women into giant murdering cats Okay. Let that sink in. There has been a task force, or at least in the years prior to the start of the story, to deal with that. And they have. um, And also, the government decides instead of, I don't know, killing all of the cats in the world, they decide to regulate people and that doing things like um, putting estrogen in the water so that young Could girls they? don't get their periods so that this crazy cat thing doesn't end up happening because part of it's almost like a mutation mm-hmm. but dealing around the changes in the, in the young girl's body that interacts with this mutated form of um toxoplasmosis i think is what it's called which is what's said to be causing the the crazy cat lady syndrome so that two mixes together and mutates into and makes um Makes uh, young girls and women turn into murderous cats. They dealt with oh. that, but it still kind of happens every now and then. They don't have, it, it's not as big of a problem as it used to be because, like, the, the government has been regulating things and doing whatever. All right. Uh, so that is what we find out during the course of this book. For some strange reason, a way that that that, you know, that that song you know the song i'm talking about that they play that in in a in a in a a panel and i'm not sure what that brought up but except for the fact that it brought up a song um and um mostly we see this from the from the view of this young girl who has a dad who's a cop who works with okay you have to you have to listen to this the strategic cat apprehension team Okay. Let let the letters of that just kind of run over you for for a minute. So, the, which is the, the the team that handles all of the cat, cat murdering causes? I guess you know they're like the SWAT team for for cats, basically. Um. So, but like I said, they've um, you know because of the fact that the stuff doesn't happen as much, they don't have the biggest team they used to, but they still get heavily funded because they still keep folks in the other, and the police have to work with them when they come through. Uh, for for any set sightings. So, okay, yeah. I was about to say
0: we kind of strayed from the idea of rapid fire. We kind of did. We kind of did. Yeah, I guess I could have done this one. So in the in the idea of, of uh, in in the in, in the spirit of uh, uh, refiring up the Gatling gun, just we're just going to quickly hit uh, Marvel <laughs> two and one number ten, uh, which involves uh, the last issue of presumably the last issue of uh ben and johnny's uh adventures on their own are we sure about that i said presumably sure because there may be parts of the next issue that tie into what happens in the most recent issue of fantastic four where everything sort of ties together
1: which which brings which brings a point to my thing what's what i said in my notes i'm like it, an explanation here kind of makes FF number two makes not that much sense. Although it's still, I can see where it still sounds in line, but it's like, wait, something here doesn't make sense.
0: Right. Just to, you know, just to deal with that, the next book, the next issue is supposed to be a team up between uh Reed and Ben Grimm. Right. So uh presumably at some point they're going to address um how the Fantastic Four are reunited and how, um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the the travels of Ben and Johnny kind of conclude. Right. So we'll leave that for the next issue. And our final issue of the week <laughs> is Black Panther number four. Um, Roddy Cat and I are reading this dutifully. I would say dutifully on my end uh, because I'm having some trouble uh, sticking with this because it's been rather difficult to see where... Uh, quotes is going with this story and uh, just to recap very quickly uh we're in space with the uh what is it the the the, the intergalactic the, uh, empire of wakanda galactic i was about to say the the galactic empire of wakanda so think of you know star systems taken over by uh wakandans and there's a, a space map and everything yes so uh, you know an entire star system so we're dealing with what may or may not be uh, a future reality, what may or may not be an alternate reality, what may or may not be a dream sequence. Yes. So, we're trying to get to that point where we understand what's going on. And I know for a fact that there are definitely some Black Panther readers who are struggling with this. You know, just not, it's obviously anecdotal evidence based on my own interviews with some people in the local comic shop who are picking it up as well. Mm. So, um, But I know that there are definitely some people who are not terribly enthusiastic about this. They'd like to see the story arc get wrapped um, or at least see where the point is. So So, uh, that's really the criticism that I've gotten from the regular readers, casual readers. You know, I didn't really ask them how carefully they followed the character before. But I think this particular arc is suffering from... um, You know, it seems a little. I don't want to say it's grandiose because I I kind of like the idea that they're in space and they're this big spacefaring nation. But at the same time, I kind of need to know where the story's going sooner rather than later because we are four issues in, and hopefully, it's a six-issue arc, which means the next issue will reveal a lot. So,
1: so, and so here's my take on that. Um, And yeah, I have seen some of the some of the criticism on this, and I'm thinking like this: it's probably just best. To read the story as is and not worry about, because yeah, as you said this arc should be coming to a clean, uh, close and we'll find out what's what, but if we're sitting here thinking about it as okay, well clearly this is going to tie back to what was previously done and may or may not do that and that's going to be disappointing to some people so if you like the fact okay. that, hey, Wakanda in space and there's a story wrapped around it that's using characters that you do or know, but that may or may not tie back into this, it's probably best left to read it like that, as opposed to thinking it's going to tie back in, into what's already happened.
0: Right, which is difficult for a lot of people yes. who are kind of new to the comics game and are coming onto it as fans of the Black Panther character in the movie. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's a little difficult, I think, from their perspective to figure out. Especially How if this just, fits into the grand scheme
1: right, especially if they're just coming from the last version of uh, the last volume of black Panther. right
0: which which definitely played much more uh familiar notes uh when it comes to uh com- you know in comparison to the movie hmm
1: and this particular storyline actually i had a, uh, admittedly had a a storyline that I was thinking about writing that would have potentially gone this route but and not saying that I actually ever pitched it because I, you know, that's you know, whatever. and I'm not saying that it was stolen or anything, but because it's definitely not. Um, but it just to play off of a point that I think has been brought up in previous versions of uh Black Panther and maybe the Avengers actually. Now that I think about it. But whether it ties back into that, we don't know. So that's why I'm saying it might be just best to, to read this as the Star Wars and of Wakanda. Just <laughs> as it is playing itself out to be until we figure there, if there's going to be something else. I'm right. on the mind. It's a dream sequence, but you never really know with these things.
0: Yep. Alrighty, so, so I that. guess we're coming up on Clicks of the Week. Yep. Uh, and we already have
1: two uh, from our esteemed colleagues, and that would be uh, Tim's, which is Spider-Ged number zero.
0: I don't blame him on that one. That one's yeah, uh,
1: pretty good. It's totally pretty good, and I believe he has been playing the game, so I, I would imagine that kind of informed part of his decision, even though he didn't say anything about it. But I don't know. Like I said, it, it, regardless of whether you've played the game or not, it, it, it is still a pretty decent book, uh, a pretty decent issue. But as you said earlier, uh Agent seventy, you know, it, it it would probably it probably you know it probably give you a little bit more if you did play the game. I guess
0: sure. And so. to a certain extent, it's, it's spoiled my own uh, experience of uh, playing the game. No,
1: nah, not really.
0: But yeah, I mean, but I
1: would imagine by the time you get to playing the game, you might not even think about it until you get to that point or get to whatever point that it brings up. And I thought about that myself because, like I said, there's a couple of points that did get brought up that mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to yet because I haven't finished playing the game. So it is what it is. And I don't think okay. it's going to really spoil it too much because like there's more to the game going on to the game than just that point. So... Uh, That said, Dirt is Doomsday Clock number 7, and he says, Finally felt like the story was getting somewhere and the art was phenomenal. I think Dr. Manhattan is manipulating the universe to see if he can crack Superman, and I can't wait for them to finally meet. Nice. So, cool.
0: So now I guess that just leaves us. Right. And I... Really did like Spider Geddon number zero. I actually liked Edge of Spider Geddon number four mm-hmm. a lot too, but I'm gonna go with my sentimental pick because I really enjoyed it. Um, and that is uh Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider Man, uh, number 310. This is the final issue uh, on this book for Chip Zdarsky. I may or may not keep this, I'm really kind of up in the air. I know that there's Spider Geddon tie ins in the next few issues. But, um, in the interest of maybe trimming my pull list a little bit, I may be dropping this. Mm. But yeah, this is a nice send off.
1: And for myself, I don't know. I'm slightly kind of wanting to go with Heroes in Crisis, even though there's like there's some things that's not, you know, not really clear about it. Um, And that manager, manager was actually pretty decent, too. So, it was actually, that was the point I was going to make about uh, Marvel 2 and One Hundred and Ten. That was a pretty good issue, too, because we didn't necessarily get fully into it. But, nevertheless, it was... we
0: rapid. going to say, we rapid-fired it because, know, ultimately, but, it was good, but at the same time, we kind of know where it's going.
1: True. Um, yeah. Basically. What in the world? Anyway, so my hey, are pick... You dialing in? No. Is oh, no, um, that the emergency uh, TV, yeah. alert system? Yeah, and surprising. Well, I guess it shouldn't, the TV shouldn't be up uh-huh.
0: that loud. Anyway, that's. Let's say there's a flood in the area, man. You gotta watch out.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I just need to maybe turn, turn down the TV a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and it might not be for this area, because like I told you earlier, it's, it's, you know, we're kind of you know, in here. Anyway, um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go for Heroes in Crisis number one. righty. Because there's actually a couple of good awesome. books that I read this, this week, and so it would be a hard pick.
0: All righty. So as we transition into the uh, news portion of our show, we're going to transition. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I forgot the wrong transition. That's the long animated series transition. We get into our first ad read for the night. First ad read for the night. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, a voice to do this in. Um, ah. Man, I really need to practice this. I did not think about this beforehand, so I'm just going to read it as is and not waste time. Our first ad read of the night is for Amazon. Help keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit CSPN.us, then click the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN off payment that helps us keep the ClickNation's comic book chronicles free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. All right, and we're going to tra- transition again into the news.
1: And we start off with... Uh, Birds of Prey, Gugu Mbatha Raw, Mary Elizabeth Winstead actually I'm going to take these next two by the way um, or this one the next one uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead or Winstead, I'm not sure Justina Macado Maked- testing for DC film and that would be Birds of Prey but what we have also found out since then was that Birds of Prey adds Journey Smollett Bell who was also in that article but it wasn't named at the top and Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Black Canary and Huntress uh, consecutively. Okay. So, yeah. Bird to Prey. Still a movie. Weird. I don't know. Or a movie coming out of... Come on. Stop that. Yeah. So that's the right. thing. thing. We got a couple of people in there. And I believe uh, Margot Robbie is going to be Harley in there, if, if I'm not mistaken. Because that was supposed to be the movie she was supposed to be doing that, that returned into this.
0: Okay, next up. All right, next up. Jeremy Davies is joining the DC TV crossover. Uh, The actor's heading to the DC universe. Uh, The Lost and Sleepy Hollow alum is going to portray a central villain, John Deegan, the Doctor at Arkham Asylum uh, for the Criminally Insane in Gotham. Um, His machinations are going to draw Green Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl 2 Gotham City.
1: Yes, because as we know, apparently Gotham is now in the Arrowverse. Uh next up, Cassandra Jean Amel to play Nora Freeze Fries Freeze? Freeze. Yeah. Like Mr. Yeah, Freeze. Yeah, Mr. Freeze, yeah. In the CW Arrowverse crossover. So if that name sounds slightly familiar, that's uh Stephen Amel's
0: wife. Okay. Next up, uh Black light, in Black Lightning news, Kiara Giovanni is going to recur on season two of the CW series. Hmm. Uh, so from Major Crimes, the actress... Actress? Karen. Actress. Actress, Kiara Giovanni. I'm looking at the picture now, I'm like, thank God. It's <laughs> <laughs> set for a recurring role on the upcoming second season of uh, Black Lightning. Um She's going to play Cutter, a smart, proud, tough, and beautiful woman more than able to best a man in combat, a mercenary trained by British intelligence.
1: Nice. And going back to the, which I thought I had this in order, but apparently I don't. This year's CWDC superhero crossover is cleverly titled Elseworlds, including. What's so,
0: in, what's so clever about titling it Elseworlds?
1: Uh, includes the monitors, man. You know what? Hey, I don't, I don't know. Don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, it's yeah, not like just... they
0: made it up that's what I'm I know saying. right like,
1: that's, I know that's what i I'm, I'm with you on that I was like I don't know what it was like uh... again that that is clever in the the writer's view i, I would assume or whoever right. made up this title of this article it's I, like, I, ooh, we're gonna put
0: else worlds in the title I'm like, whatever? hmm,
1: I wonder what the yeah. so, well, this is what this is about, so <gasps> Elseworlds. worlds ah cool. anyway, anyway, so yeah, so this so this we found out the name and potential the the potential plots. Of the upcoming, um, CWDC shows. And it will be, actually, yeah, it's coming soonish, December 9th, starting with Mm -hmm. the episode of Flash. We kind of already noticed something. We've been over this and that, so, yeah. And we also know some spot points about it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Next up. Uh, CBS Star Trek Discovery. Mini-episodes will begin streaming next month. So, as announced at, the San Diego Comic-Con, CBS is, uh... Putting out some short standalone episodes of uh, Discovery on the streaming service. The first episode is going to air October fourth, this coming uh, next weekend, actually, entitled mm-hmm. "Runaway."
1: Yeah, um, I believe these have been previously announced before, but now we're just knowing that they're that they're, they're coming out very soon. They're actually coming out, so cool. I need to catch up on Discovery. Um, In Star Trek news, James McAvoy offers to play young Picard in new series. So, as we know, uh, there's going to be a Star Trek series bringing back uh, John Luke Picard and Patrick Stewart as the role of Picard. And, of course, James McAvoy, who has played... um, a younger version of... young, Exactly, a young, of, exactly, yes, a young
0: and, character portrayed by... A younger exactly, version of a character a young, portrayed by
1: Patrick Stewart. Exactly. Has offered <laughs> his services to play a young John Luke Picard, because why not? And there was a little bit of... Not necessarily hubbub about this, but there's been some rah-rah talking about this on the, the social media verse, which I found, I found amusing. Because so, it's not even a thing that's actually going to happen. just put it out there. So, I don't know. I, I I'm like... At first point, I'm like, okay, sure, why not? He he, actually, he has done it before. Then you know, but at the same time, like, yeah, no, no, it's fine.
0: Yes. Alrighty, next. That was just fun that
1: this came up,
0: but yeah. Uh, Next up, Star Wars: A New Hope, but as a classic '80s anime. Okay, Uh Oh, this is. Roddy's um punnerific writing. No, it's not. Anime. It's not. Nope. Nope.
1: It's not see, okay. It not, none of this. None like, of I'm this. I'm credit for that one. No, man. none of this is my writing. I can promise. All I do is copy and paste. Uh, and anime, if you will. Yes, I, I. I did not do that. I. That <laughs> sounds like something I would do, but I did not. So yeah. So I thought, some I thought it was you. No, no, no. Any. None of the. None of this is is is. is I promise, coming from me. I appreciate that you think it would be along my brand, but and, and it definitely is, but hey. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so um, a, a fan made a trailer of um, of uh, Star Wars A New Hope in, in anime style, and it actually looks pretty good if you get a chance to check it out. So whether there's going to be any more to, to it or not, I doubt it, because you know, they'll get sued out of existence, more than likely. Um, but it's a thing, and you know, that, that new Resistance um, show is going to have a anime type style but that's not this Mm -hmm. no but it's cool next up next up daredevil season three release date confirmed with new teaser um which is actually i think it's going to be october 19th thank you friday Mm -hmm. october 19th is when this is coming i actually might actually be finished with the rest of the other shows by the time
0: this happens gotcha I think they're going to do sneak previews at uh, a sneak preview at uh, New York, York. Comic Con. Yeah, but, I believe uh, so. The wide release is going to be a few weeks later. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and newly they'll probably just like do the first uh, uh, sneak preview, of the first show, or do the first show at at New York and yeah, mm-hmm. let it ride. So I don't think we've seen that said, but nevertheless, uh, that's that's the no, thing that's happened. I thought
0: I thought, thought they I thought they announced that as part of the program. They might have.
1: Could've. Like I haven't seen anything on it, but that's that's something that they've done before. So
0: yeah, and something I might have actually read as part of the programming. Right. Um, all right. Next up, fans ask for a Heroes for Hire or Daughters of the Dragon series daily, according right. to Jeff Loeb. Uh, well,
1: you definitely see that on Twitter every now and then, depending on who you yeah. follow. But yeah, so apparently, um, yeah, Jeff Loeb was asked about that again, and he told Entertainment Weekly that, like, like he just says. Daily, it might be hourly. If I had a Twitter account, that I had to look at, you know, because he, he was asked how often the, he gets asked for that said program, which is one that we want because we have two kick kick-ass versions of Colleen and uh, Missy Knight, mm-hmm. respectively, and um, it should happen. So there's no word on that's actually going to happen, but just just got sure. out of there. Next up, next
0: up, straight out of uh, late the late late show with James Corden. Mm-hmm.
1: uh first x-men dark phoenix trailer has arisen haha <laughs> get it like the phoenix yeah,
0: yeah it's true enough but see? um so, and that on. was me by the way <laughs> i was i was queuing it up i was just like waiting for you to like not you know to just kind of take a pause mm. but um it's funny i actually happened to watch the late late show last night without knowing that it was going to premiere mm. and um I kept thinking, wait, this actress looks so familiar, not knowing that Sophie Turner is indeed Sansa Stark. Right. Um, I've just, you know, like, just, you know, obviously for, for real-life reasons, just been a little discombobulated, not being able to put two and two together to make four, forget, you know, four and anything more than that. That's fair. So the actress, you know, obviously has matured a bit, you know, since the early years of uh, Game of Thrones. So, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and seeing her in her, nat- I believe, natural Blonde hair, I could be in mistaken. I don't know. So it just kind of threw me off a bit. But then um they dropped the trailer during the show and I was uh, I was pretty shocked. But all I could find myself thinking was this is it. Once this is done with, it goes back to Marvel. <laughs> Isn't that terrible?
1: <laughs> uh n- nah, not so much. That's not terrible at all. <laughs>
0: okay, just that's, saying
1: that's the ultimate goal here. Um, but yeah. And I, guess, I think that's one of the things before we find out. Last week, um, apparently, Feige's going to be over the X-Men stuff going forward. So, I guess even the stuff that's still coming out from Fox is going to have a guiding hand, hopefully. Right. So, but yeah, the, so that drop, I still hadn't had or Did you watch... I take it you watched it during the course of this? I did watch it. What'd you think? Because I hadn't watched it.
0: I thought it, was, I thought it was okay. You know, obviously, they're, they're adapting uh, the Dark Phoenix saga into one movie, mm-hmm. uh, having not introduced Jean Grey at all in the new remix um, movies. Right. You know that have gone back into the past mm. so uh, and not making her an integral part of the uh the x men so it's definitely a remix, so it it definitely definitely plays differently than what you would think Dark Phoenix would be sure but um you <clears> know <throat> ultimately, if you are in the least bit interested in seeing how they kind of you know do their swan song at Fox, it might be worth watching on video mm. you know streaming maybe later on i don't know if i'm gonna be running to the i don't i definitely don't think i'm gonna be running to the theaters to go see this
1: i feel like i should keep the the x-men verse the way i had them originally and that was when they came to video i watched them there
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i strayed away from that with deadpool but you know that's because deadpool kind of actually i took it back back. no i didn't i did not i did not actually i still kept that up because i didn't watch neither one of them in the in the in the movies yeah Yeah. no i neither did i so so but yeah so that's the thing that trailer's out
0: there um, and last but not least. Yep. I think I've got this one. Uh, yeah. the walking deads, Andrew Lincoln wants to return to the show as director. Yes.
1: So basically while he's walking away from starring in it, he used to, said that he, he could potentially come back as the, excuse me, as a director of the show, which you know what, eh. actually he'd say he is going back. Uh, and shadow director. So he's to, with intentions to direct at some point later on. Okay. So
0: cool. Uh. I wanted to add one more story. Sure. Um, I kind of do a little bit of a freestyle here. Uh, I was wondering if you had caught the Creed 2 trailer that dropped the other day. Uh, yeah, but I didn't
1: watch it, and I guess I didn't put it in there because it was technically... No, it's through, not
0: but... it's not comic book related. Yeah. I just wanted to know if you had seen the Creed 2 trailer. Mm, I saw that it was out there, but no, I hadn't watched it. Okay. just I just wanted to say that it was nice to hear... A couple of DMX bars in the middle of this trailer. <laughs> nice.
1: I did see, uh, I think, a, a, a picture of it, and that's just like uh, Rocky and and Drago or, or get get. There's basically an homage to their first fight, to their fight mm-hmm. in in their meeting or I guess.
0: Yeah, or pretty much. Meeting. Pretty much. You should watch it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I just yeah. wanted to add it to the uh, you know just the just you know in passing. We don't have to add it to our show notes or sure. anything like that. Oh yeah. Uh, because it was a pretty fun trailer to watch and rewatch and kind of pick apart as uh, fans of uh, either Rocky movies or eighties movies, or simply put Rocky for the best of all the Rocky movies. Oh wow. (laughs) Bold statement. (laughs) So, but anyway, we'll move on to comic book news Uh, transition again.
1: Um, Nice. Uh, Death of daredevil starts this October. Which, amusingly, Charles Soules has been uh, out there on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know, fans have been tweeting to him, and he's been saying really amusing things. Like, um, I think somebody asked him, was like, how did you do this? Uh, Daredevil was my favorite character. <laughs> he was like, not anymore. Ah! Or something something along that line. So I was like, that's amusing. Broly. Yeah.
0: I uh, gotcha. So I didn't realize this was going to be his final arc. Mm-hmm. Oh. Obviously, based on the title of the arc, it definitely makes some sense. Yes, you know, kind of taking the character back to to uh, to zero before for another character to uh, you know start fresh.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah, that's the thing oh. that's coming. Whether it actually uh, is going to be his death, or they're just saying that because of whatever, then yeah, we'll we'll find out when that happens, or y'all will because I'm not reading turtle. Yep. Uh, All right, uh, K- next up. Yeah, go
0: ahead. Chelsea Kane returns and says, yeah, I'm dead to Marvel. Trust me. Yeah.
1: Oh, the one point I forgot to, to mention about Man Leaders, which is if you're watching the video, says on her shirt, ask me about my feminist agenda. You don't have to. You can read the book because it, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it's in there. But yeah, so sadly, as as we talked about last week, uh, her, the, the vision book that she was supposed to be writing um, has, has been killed before it came out. And she kind of spilled the tea on that during the course of last week. And this is an article with whatever, with the Daily Beast. On basically confirming, you know, that, uh, yeah, she's... And I think we even kind of postulated last week that she's probably done it at Marvel. Um, because of this. And, yeah, she's just basically confirming that. It's a pretty good uh, article. You should check it out. Um, just go to Daily Beast and, yeah. Uh, Google... Just kidding. So anyway, next up. So next, without up. going through Got all it. of that, uh, but it's definitely a good article. Uh, Multiple Man just completely screwed up Marvel's timeline. So this was from last week's uh, Multiple Man, and didn't necessarily talk about it because I hadn't read it at the time, and I think the only person who had read it on our panel was not on here. Um, some things happened, and basically, you know, Jamie Maddox screwed up everything, and there's a potential clone of his that um, went back in time basically it wrapped, so if you did not know there's some things happening in the course of uh, this issue and ends ends up slightly wrapping back around to the first episode, uh, the first issue of the book, but changing things Uh, not for the better so we'll see how that goes off next, and and may possibly have a new villain in the process, I think there was another article that said that from a a week or two ago so, yeah, some some things got screwed up. And the timeline's already screwed up, so I can't imagine what else could possibly be screwed up with the timeline, which is already messed up.
0: Next? I, I would pull this story. So the sexy M.O.D.O.K., a.k.a. BroDoc's backstory, teases the return of a missing, or uh, multiple missing Marvel heroes.
1: Yeah, so at the end of... um, So, yeah, during the course of the which I, I did talk about, but I didn't get through a whole lot of it. So there's some things that came out in the in the course of the story, including some potential... Um, um easter eggs i guess for upcoming stuff into brodock's backstory and at the end of the issue we get giant-sized tiger with a bunch of other people coming ashore including said dragon which also may play into the part of the backstory according to this article and that other image that i just showed uh previously so yeah there's some, some things going on in, West, in the wackos. All right. Thor, number five, gives the phoenix-possessed Wolverine the perfect name. And this is also from, from last week.
0: Last week, yeah.
1: Yes, because I you believe you read this. I did. Yes. So what's the name of this, uh, this this thing? Old Man Phoenix. Really?
0: Yeah. It's kind of silly.
1: Oh, boy. That was
0: not even worth pulling, then. Um, Lyfield. I was gonna say this is a good story.
1: Yeah, Lifefield so, says Marvel increased X Men X Men budgets since Disney Fox deal approved has huge X Men project coming. Speaking of yeah, so the apparently
0: now um they're going to be ramping up exposure on the X titles, which happened. You know, and it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And there's a big project in the works for 2019. And it's interesting because um, as we head into 2019, they're reestablishing, obviously as precursor, they're reestablishing a lot of the 90s X-Men teams.
1: Mm-hmm. So, big shoulders, 90s X-Men is coming back, folks. Yay. Which I can't imagine. Wait, so, so we know he's got a big project coming. Do we know whether it's going to be the X-Force book that we do know is coming? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a crossover. No, so, wait, no, because I think Bristol might be doing X-Force. Never mind.
0: Right. I mean, the point is he's going to be contributing to the crossover. Sure. I don't think he's going to be doing any sort of individual book for, you know, an extended run. So uh, that's what it seems like, you know, at least the way this uh, story was. I'd read the story right. earlier. That's the way it seemed to me uh, how he was trying to portray it. That mm-hmm. He's going to contribute to the crossover. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe on the writer's side as well as uh, what art I'm side. Saying, something might be
1: coming out of it because of that. But yeah, he doesn't necessarily say all of that here. Just that, yeah. You know. So yeah, this was definitely an interesting article for that. But it's interesting that, you know, I don't know. Never mind. I gotcha.
0: Um, so Mark yeah. Bagley and Miracle Kolak are uh, joining the uh, art teams on uh, Uncanny X-Men, mm-hmm. number one. So, as of Uncanny X Men number one, so uh, there's going to be rotating uh, artists, including Mahmoud Asfar on this. So, actually, no, this is just on Uncanny X Men number one. I apologize. Right. So, yeah, there you go.
1: Um, I assume they're they're packing that issue with some stuff, which is why they're doing that. So, which mm-hmm. is, is a normal practice. Shadowstar out for cold, hard revenge in noirish detective story with deep X Men cuts. Um, so hey, we know all those people clamoring for a Shatterstar limited series. I know. Right. So apparently we see him here, a picture of him with a dog. That's not locked jaw and some other things going on in this picture. Yeah. So I guess that's a little bit. This is basically a little bit more about that. We knew this, um, this limited series was coming, but you know, didn't know too much about it. And this is an article basically talking about it. We don't need to go into it marvel spider-man I actually i should have put this somewhere else but nevertheless marvel spider-man every sneaker soul from every suit in the game now you might be saying to yourself this is not really that much news and you probably are right but this is just another chance for me to, to throw as if we didn't have it with spider again number zero to throw the to throw the um the video game back into play so basically someone took it upon themselves to um Take photos because there's a photo mode in the in the middle of the game, and they took photos of all of the. Somebody also did the suits, but that's you know that's already been out there. They took, they basically saw Pyre, uh, the sole of Spider Punk's suit, the, the the shoe of the suit, and saw that it had designs, and they wondered, hey, what if the rest of the, the uh, suits have anything on the feet? Maybe this person's a big sneakerhead. I don't know. Regardless, they went around and did. Took pictures of all the other shoes on the feet. Although I do like this one that almost looks like uh, Miles' but whatever. So yeah, that's the thing that happened, folks. And yes, I did put it in here. But worth noting, the Spider Punk suits. If you put both shoes uh, shoes together, it's a it's a picture of uh Spidey the Spidey symbol. So that's kind of cool. Maybe they'll make shoes out of them. I don't know. Maybe that's why he did it because he's a sneakerhead.
0: I don't know moving right along all right moving on (laughs) uh what do we have i scrolled too far heroes in crisis adds two issues and one more artist so just five days before it came out this week dc announced that uh, heroes in crisis is adding two additional issues and uh, adding um one more artist so they've added mitch gerards who was previously announced to be joining the book is now slotted in to draw number seven in the series. And there's going to be a grand total of what nine books now? Nine yep. issues now? Nine issues now, yep.
1: Yeah. Um, so it is worth noting. So by the way, uh shout out to Matt Wang who asked you about this earlier, which he probably answered his own question also um before I had to answer this. So yeah, they he asked um why does it need ten or why does it need nine issues and I basically said because of the fact that this is not their only recent uh, event book that to add um, issues for some strange unknown reason outside of the fact that just adding books and getting more sales. I didn't say that last part but regardless you know that's, a, that's the outcome of it. Um, Whether those two next two issues end up being anything of note we don't know and I don't know why they're making this seem like they're making this a thing of saying hey at the last minute you know, let's add another issue because these other two people I don't know, they're not saying that, that's me saying that, that they these other two people did it with their events, why can't I? No, That's thats what I feel like, again, I have no knowledge of that, of that being said, or it could be even more something Devious is like, well, maybe they had already planned it for nine issues, but they just said that in first so they can make, you know, make an article to say that, hey, we're adding two more issues for some unknown reason which that seems to be going a little bit far with it.
0: That's pretty lame.
1: Yeah, basically. What we don't know, and they never, ever actually say as to why they're doing it. They just say that they're doing it, and we know they're getting sales off of it, so that's clearly enough. Anyway, there's also, being said uh, in this article, that DC announced that there will be no issue of the event in December, so they're skipping a month. Okay. Intentionally. Um, which as which we, As we find out, that, that usually are there's usually something wrong. So that was the, that was the basically the bingo card of this one. There's either adding books, one. There's either some artist, um, you know, some, there's um, some whether he's a some artist or writer thing that makes the book skip a month, or or which, which this one's still solid, that that's still young for that one, you know. And I think there's one more other thing that I was going to mention but what a regular is the three things that usually end up happening recently with event books. That's and two of things have already happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So next up. Uh,
0: next up, Sean Gordon Murphy teases his next DC project. Uh, well, with you an- skipped one, but yeah, you can, that's oh, fine. Oh, wait, hold on. It's fine. Every we- superhero who dies
1: in Heroes in Crisis number one. Yeah, which we kind of talked about the main ones, and, and we didn't really talk about the others, uh, but... we
0: didn't know who they were. Exactly. And what
1: did so. Wang say about this? Uh, Yeah, he did say something about it. I'm a, um, you um, would need to read those
0: old DC comics to figure yeah. out who died. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm like, nope, that's quite all right. That's why we have DC Universe. Actually, that's not why we have DC Universe, because none of that's in there. Regardless, now
0: you can go for it. All righty. Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy teases his next DC project with new artwork. Yes, and this is an, a, a character we've talked
1: about previously, actually, on a book that I talk about, and that would be Azrael. So, Azrael's getting a book from Ch- Sean Gordon Murphy next uh, next year. Um, I don't. I don't think there was any word as whether it's going to be a limited series or an ongoing. But regardless, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, hold on a second. Do, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. Let's talk about something weird else. I knew about it from him. Uh, in some sad news, folks. Um, Norm Brayfogle passes away at fifty-eight. Way too young. Yes, indeed. So. I am not fami- I have seen some of his works before, before but you know, not, not knowledgeable
0: in the. Um... You will recognize his work yes. from '80s Batman. Yes, that's the, that's the the bulk of what is his influence
1: com- is still being felt. To put this way, right,
0: completely recognizable. Um, he definitely had uh, a, a rather unique style. I would say that uh he he is influencing artists uh today mm-hmm. especially ones who have you know uh, uh a bit of a more stylistic uh, uh, a thrust to their to their work. Yes. Um I believe I read somewhere I could be wrong could be misinformed that at some point he had uh recently um funded some medical bills through GoFundMe or some some other a crowdfunding source, mm-hmm. and it's a shame that our freelance comic creators have to resort to such things to pay for their, or anyone in this country has to yeah, resort to such things to pay for medical bills.
1: Yeah, especially when you have a job that people are paying for you in jobs like this. But again, freelancers and and you know all around the place, and it's right. sad that that's just happening. But yeah, uh this is a sad loss and, you, and as per happens, you know, a lot of people on Twitter creators are, and not you know were saddened by this, and you know some showing up their their favorite uh stuff by him. um it says he also worked was he's known for his also his work for detective comics alongside Alan grant, uh Batman and Batman the Shadow of the Bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, which he co created, uh, ventriloquist, ratcatcher, Mr. Zazz, and Jeremiah Arkham. Uh, he also co created the Kramer K- character Prime for Malibu Comics and continued to work for DC Comics until 2013, with his last final work appearing in Batman Beyond Unlimited. So, definitely sad news. Why did I get this one? Wait,
0: go ahead. Oh, wait, is this me and you? I'm confused. No, I got this one. Action it's... Comics Easter egg seems to reveal Bendis's first DC event. And as so... I said
1: in my notes, uh, it's going to be called. Um, what did I call it? What did I say it was going to be called? Sorry.
0: DC Comics Mystery Event. No, oh. it's actually Leviathan. S- which may indicate an event focusing on the criminal organization first introduced in Grant Morrison and David Finch's 2011 Batman, The Return number 1.
1: Yes, but I think I ended up calling it uh, Crisis on Infinite Secret Wars 4.
0: Oh, no. Without reading. Uh, that was uh, before I read the article. Goodness gracious. So,
1: yep, that's the thing. It's happening. Um, last but not least... Oculus teases a Star Wars Vader Immortal, a VR experience coming in 2019. So this is another in the lines of VR uh, experiences actually done by Star Wars because I know they have a couple of them coming down the point. Um, for the one or two of you that actually have a VR PC to be able to run through this. Uh, not much is known about it but as the name might imply, you apparently may get to take um, take a role as uh, one Darth Vader. There you go. All righty. And that, folks, is the news.
0: All righty. So before we wrap tonight's show, we have our last ad read for the night. And I'm going to look for my browser window, which I conveniently had open to a copy of our Blue Apron ad. Blue Apron, mail delivery service. Blue Apron has fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's comic book chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at CSPN.us. That's CSPN.us. Then click on the keep our podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there. Scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today.
1: And as we come to the end of another fine episode of Cumber Chronicles, we would like to say thank you all for coming out. And let me get the focus off of me, even though it is on me. Um...
0: We will be back next week, I believe. Wait, or you be here next week? Because I know next week is New York Comic Con. Next week is New York Comic Con, but I do not have a Thursday ticket this year, so I should be available for a Thursday night show. Um, we'll probably be talking about some of the things that were announced on Thursday of New York Comic Con. That is uh, for sure. You know, when, when we uh, show up, when we uh, appear for next week's show. Yeah, because so there's usually
1: so, a, a lot of stuff leading up to the show. Um, right. So... Some of which actually, not I think about it, some, a couple of which has actually come out uh, unintentionally uh, as we found last week. Nevertheless, come back here next week so we'll find out what exactly any of that will be. Um, you can find us, as you always tend to do, at the CSPN.us, uh, the Coastal Little Podcast Network, and you can go to Google Play, iTunes, go check us out subscribe to this podcast there you know get you find us where you can get us get us where you can find us not sure if we're on spotify um go to shop.ucspn.us so you can get some merchandise from this show and other shows on the network and as always you can find all of our individuals uh selves at the following you can find me at ridercat on twitter and you can also find me at Need on twitter and cb caps mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram. You can find one, Agent 70, on Instagram and uh, Twitter under Agent underscore 70. PSN underscore Dirt on Twitter and also um, Pop... PCN. I, say, I thought it was PSN. You said PSN. Oh. I'm
0: sorry. You're I'm all thinking, up on the think, PlayStation. I'm Network. thinking of
1: PlayStation. My bad. I'm sorry. Uh, PCN underscore dirt. I mean, I don't know who PSN underscore dirt is, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> if he doesn't have dirt, if you see, hear this, you might want to grab that one. Um, you can also find him at popculturenetwork.com and popculturenet on Twitter. And of course, his uh, satellite uh, webpage, ineedcomics.com and of course the osiris of this ish tim dogg98 on twitter excuse me you can also find him at the Click nations that's d-k-l-i-q-n-a-t-i-o-n on twitter of course declicknation.com where we really need to be putting a lot of these shows up but you can also find him working hard every day and night at comic Book chronicles at cbr writing up a storm So, until next week, folks, we will see you on the Twitterverse or any other social medias that you happen to see have us on. And until then, this is the Cumber Chronicles, and we're gone.